I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Good morning, or is it? Because here's a reminder of your mortality. Since the pandemic, numerous videos depicting sudden heart attacks in young Indians have been circulating on the internet. In July this year, a 20-year-old college student in Madurai suffered a cardiac arrest after running a marathon. In October, at least 10 people died of sudden heart attacks in Gujarat while playing garba, and the youngest was just 17. Last month, a 37-year-old Air India pilot died in the office after clearing his medical just three months prior. According to a report published in the Lancet, the leading medical journal, around five to six lakh people die of sudden cardiac deaths, or SCD, in India each year, and a fair proportion of them are younger than 50. Dr. Rajiv Jayadevan, who is the co-chairman of the National Indian Medical Association COVID Task Force, told Times of India that around 50 percent of deaths from coronary heart disease in India occurs below the age of 50. Rising right behind these reports have been sensational headlines trying to explain why young, healthy, and active people are suddenly dropping dead. The primary scapegoat has been COVID and its vaccines. Many studies have linked COVID with increased risk of blood clotting, while other reports have pointed at persistent symptoms of long-term COVID weakening the heart. Even COVID shield came under the radar, first being banned in the UK and EU. and then with international calls being made for a full safety review of the vaccine but a recent multidisciplinary study by the indian council of medical research or icmr has put most of these speculations to ease unsurprisingly it pointed to covid fatigue as adding to the problem along with a family history of medical complications but made it clear that vaccination has no link to sudden deaths amongst the youth and on the contrary it might even provide some protection against adverse health events but crucially the study agreed with our parents by attributing the main cause of cardiac problems to a sedentary lifestyle irregular sleep patterns and all the bad habits they warned us against and by that i mean you know habitual smoking that doubles the risk of sudden death while binge drinking liquor increases risk by 6 times for the next two days Unexpectedly the study also pointed out to intense physical activity as a cause of sudden death. While moderate exercise is good for you, vigorous exercise increases risk of a cardiac episode by 3 times for the next 48 hours. That sounds like a revelation and a scary one, I know. But it makes sense if you take into account that the leading cause of death amongst young athletes is sudden cardiac arrest. For the next few minutes you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello I'm Manaswini and this is the deep dive for 4th December 2023. Last Thursday a squad of leaders diplomats and negotiators from nearly every nation on the planet descended upon Dubai to discuss well how to deal with the ultimate party pooper known as climate change the annual climate summit which is convened by the united nations is in its 28th year and that's why it's cop 28 the united arab emirates one of the world's leading oil producers is playing host this year and at the helm of the summit is sultan al jabbar 
who's also perhaps only incidentally the head of Adnoc, a state-owned company that supplies 3% of the world's oil. Despite this overtly apparent conflict of interest, COP28 began on a slightly positive note. On the very first day, diplomats approved a draft plan on how to run the contentious loss and damage fund. Poor and middle-income countries, particularly island countries that are vulnerable to climate change, have long demanded that rich countries in the global north, which benefited from the industrial revolution and have historically contributed to carbon emissions, should pay up to poor countries for the damage that is caused by climate change. As scientific journal Nature puts it, the draft resolution on loss and damage fund is a historic moment for the world's strategy on climate change and a culmination of a 30-year effort by low- and middle-income countries to be compensated by high-income countries. And yes, the fund is in place now, but there are still a few naughty challenges. For one, the contributions to be made by rich countries to the fund is strictly voluntary. According to Bloomberg, the UAE and Germany have pledged $100 million each, while the European countries have together promised $125 million. The United Kingdom offered $50 million. However, the United States pledged merely $17.5 million. Tom Mitchell, who is the executive director of an environmental research think tank in London, told Nature that the contributions are very, very modest. He added, and I quote, Some of the least developed countries see the US commitment as a slap in the face. End quote. For context, the US has long opposed creation of such a fund which compels rich countries to pay for damages caused by climate change. And it came on board only when it was made explicit that the contributions to the fund would be voluntary. Plus, the fund will be operated by the World Bank, an institution on which critics say that the US has disproportionate influence. Furthermore, it is still not clear how it would be decided which countries deserve reparation and which don't. But anyway, Axel van Trotstenberg, Senior Managing Director of the World Bank, told Bloomberg that the fund will start operating by early next year. But anyway, in other news, the United States has pledged to donate up to $3 billion towards another United Nations fund called Green Climate Fund, which doesn't pay upfront for the damages caused by climate change, but help developing countries to cut down on their greenhouse gas emissions. The US would hope that it will help it build its credibility in COP28 However, the strain between rich and middle-income countries isn't going away just yet. Last week on Saturday, when 118 countries committed to tripling the global renewable energy capacity by 2030, India and China both sat out, probably because of their dependency on coal and fossil fuel. Nonetheless, this year's climate talks are looking more optimistic than usual. It is probable that the countries will agree on reining in methane emission, which is one of the greenhouse gases. But as the New York Times points out, the part of the challenge is the design of the summit. For any climate deal to be finalized, approval is needed from participating countries. And a single opposing nation can obstruct an accord from materializing. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was researched and written by Dhruv Sharma and Anoop Samewal, edited by Venkat Anand. 
produced by me, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the Signal dot co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.